I'm Paul Heron, and this is the Anna Isnin Podcast. Each month we'll explore the life and work of the world's most prolific diarists and unearth some previously unknown treasures. Today, we'll discuss the famous Come As Your Madness party that Neen attended in 1953 and which inspired filmmaker Kenneth Anger's inauguration of the Pleasure Dome. Neen described the party in the fifth volume of the Diary of Anna East Neen, but because she didn't want her husband to know she had a lover, she left out some very important details. But today, for the first time, we'll look into Neen's unpublished diary to find out what really happened that night in the Malibu home of Renata Drooks and Paul Matheson. In the published diary, Neen says, Paul and Renata thought of a masquerade to which we would come dressed as our madness. I wore a skin-colored leotard, leopard fur earrings glued to the tips of my naked breasts, and a leopard fur belt around my waist. Gil Henderson painted on my bare back a vivid jungle scene. I wore eyelashes two inches long. My hair was dusted with gold powder. My head was inside a bird cage. From within the cage, through the open gate, I pulled out an endless roll of paper on which I had written lines from my books the ticker tape of the unconscious. I unwound this and handed everyone a strip with a message. And she describes her lover this way. My escort was in a black leotard covered with plastic eyes. He carried two eyes on the tip of a wire projecting from his forehead. He had two eyes pinned on his genital region. He was all eyes, the spectator, the shy spectator. Neen's eloquent and purposely vague prose portrays the party as some sort of mystical event, dreamlike in quality, and judging from the photos taken that night, it probably was. What's missing is the underlying drama that almost turned the evening into a disaster. It's interesting to note that although Diary 5 covers eight years, it is by far the slimmest of Ani Isnin's seven published volumes. Why? Because almost everything in her life revolved around her love affair, and she had to leave all that out. During this time, she actually filled some 2,500 pages in a handwritten diary, which includes everything that was cut out of the published one, including the Come Your Madness Party. Here's the story. In 1953, Nien was splitting her time between her husband, Hugo Geiler, in New York, and her lover, the young and handsome forest ranger, Rupert Pohl, in California. This was, by the way, a miraculous feat of deception, astounding in its depth and longevity. She called it her trapeze life. Nien had met Pohl in New York City in 1947 and accepted his invitation to drive to California with him thus swung the trapeze for the first time. Six years into the relationship, the sex was still like an electrical storm, as Neem put it, but the couple had some very different life philosophies. Neem was decidedly bohemian. Paul was decidedly bourgeois. She craved interaction with like-minded people, while he liked to listen to radio commentators, read Time magazine, and go to the movies. To get Paul to visit Renata Drooks and Paul Matheson was a major accomplishment, especially when you considered the outfit he reluctantly wore that night. Paul had an annoying habit, too. He couldn't resist flirting with pretty girls in front of Neen, and this enraged her. 
In the unpublished diary, she laments, I feel lost and confused. He does such stupid things. I have often told him I don't care about his flirtations, if only he would carry them out when I'm not there. I've often said he was free, could do as he pleased. But I wanted him to be clever at dissimulation, to be subtle, and, since I took so many trips, to fulfill his flirtations when I'm away. But no, he's as crude and obvious as he can be. At the Come As Your Madness party, all the pleasure was killed. Rupert became nervous, concerned over the costumes, unhappy because he would have to miss playing in his string quartet, because on Halloween night he should be available in case of forest fires. He spoiled his pleasure. Then, in a room of pretty women, he withdrew, did not dance, became effaced and negative. Why? Shyness? He criticized the party. It was not well organized. There wasn't enough to drink. The music wasn't good. It was too dark. He referred several times to my dancing so continuously that he could not cut in, when actually I stopped several times to ask him to dance. He was jealous, but will never admit it. The party became painful for me, too. I invented a costume for him that was very much admired. I, too, was quite a success. The most striking of all, the most photographed. People were shocked. The men reacted pleasantly. One rearranged my writing, kissed me on the cheek, and said, You're the greatest. Another wanted to bite my breast. I, who had been frightened of coming to the party and thought I would lose Rupert, suddenly became assured and even danced with Paul Matheson and Kenneth Anger, an African dance, to someone's drumming. My assurance was defiance. Rupert said, Yes, I've met artists like these, but I have never let myself fall into their clutches. Why their clutches, I asked. Don't you like their way of life? No, it's too unstable, he said. I replied, but don't you see? All they're trying to do is to live out their fantasies. The same fantasies as you have, only you don't try to live them out. Rupert is afraid, and it is because he's afraid that he flirts when I'm there. Faced with his Don Juan fantasies, he's frightened. For him, as for all Americans, fantasy is an inanimate object, unrelated to vital living a separate activity like dreaming which has nothing to do with reality. I don't know why I let Rupert affect me or hurt me, really. Why can't I detach myself from his confusions and not care? I get sucked into his confusions, get bewildered. All I can wish is to get away from him. Rupert, of course, could not keep it a secret that he was intrigued with the girl in the short black costume with her hair painted silver but that she had gone away before he was able to dance with her. Ani Isnin continues. One night in the car, returning home from the usual movie, Rupert talked gravely and sincerely about our relationship. He said, I can't imagine anything bigger or deeper than what we have. Ours is a good relationship. It has everything. I'm only intrigued with little things, curious. I know you'd think I'd be better off with an outdoor girl or a domestic girl, but the domestic one would bore me, and the outdoor one might be fun now and then, but I would hate it all the time. No, I like what we have. His simple, naive faith touched me. 
At these moments, his own sureness, his conviction, his unshakable attachment seemed solid, and I forget that even if he clung to me through and beyond his passions as I once clung to Hugo, it would not be the same, because his passion is all I want. The relationship he's satisfied with is one that does not nourish me. And a few days after the party, it was time for Nene to return to New York, and although her faith in Paul's love was renewed, the after-effects of the party and the resulting quarrels lingered. She writes, Because I was leaving, I could bear the gardening for his parents, the dinner at their home where they reveal their sweetness, their helplessness, and their neurosis. Because I was leaving, I could mend 15 pairs of socks with tenderness. Because I was leaving, I could encourage Rupert to fulfill one of his dreams, a house on a hill near the sea. I always dream of taking the separation lightly, humorously. I know my trip is the only thing which prevents our relationship from catastrophe. And now, back to Hugo, a bigger life and the care I need. While the Come Is Your Madness party was immortalized in Anger's film, the unpublished diary shows it was also a metaphor for Anna East Neen's and Rupert Pohl's troubled relationship. But the trapeze kept swinging and swinging and swinging. The Come Is Your Madness Party is further explored in the new cafe in space with some never-before-seen photos. Check it out at www.skybluepress.org. This has been the On East Podcast. Thanks for listening, and until the next time. <laughs>